and welcome to Big Trips, Little Kids. My name is Heather Eady. I'm an accountant in my 40s and mum to two young children. Like pretty much everyone else in the world, I love a holiday and I always want to make sure I get the most out of my annual leave, whether that's sitting on a beach or road tripping across America. But I know that many of my friends who previously loved to travel have found it hard to plan for and manage their trips with their children. So I wanted to share some trips that we've done and hopefully make your holiday planning easier. I promise also to share the bad experiences so you can learn from my mistakes. Ultimately, I hope to inspire you and make travel easier for you and your family. I'd also appreciate it if you could follow and subscribe to the podcast and please do send any honest feedback. Welcome to episode four, which is part two of our trip to Colorado. This was in October when F was six months old. Part one I covered in last week's episode, episode three, which covered our arrival in Denver and the long haul flight. Now we're on to the road trip. We had finished in Denver and we were off to get our car. We picked it up pretty early in the morning and then we were only heading to Boulder, which is really just a suburb of Denver. It's between 40 minutes and an hour, a really short drive, but we wanted to get used to it, check how everything worked and not give ourselves too much to do on that first driving day. What did take us a while to do on that first driving day was to get everything in the car. We'd hired a car class that was similar to one we'd had the previous uh, year on holiday when it was just me and my husband. So we thought, well, that's fine. Big car, everything will fit in fine. Two problems. One, the aforementioned massive luggage pile, but also we'd fallen for that trick that, of course, uh, everyone falls for when they hire a car of choosing what we thought was going to be a large car but actually there's several cars within that category and we were given the smallest one within that category. We did manage to get everything in it was just one of those where you had to push the pram in and then slam the boot really quickly without looking at it which which is all right because it wasn't our permanent car but it wasn't ideal really for getting everything in in a relaxing way. Certainly road tripping with two children we couldn't have managed with that car and the amount of stuff because we had the passenger seat full as well. We had also taken with us our car seat, I should have said that earlier as well. We didn't couldn't decide whether to take one or hire one. We spent quite a while looking at the different laws of car seats. They're actually different for different states as well. The, the car seat we had at home for babies actually was okay for America because it was a full harness and it was backwards facing and we thought that would comply with everything and we were really comfortable with it from British safety standards as well. So we thought easier just to take our own car seat. That fitted in no problem. That It was just all the other stuff that was a bit tricky. At Boulder, we'd booked into the Marriott Home Suites. This was the first time that we'd done this sort of motel hotel that had a kitchenette and a dining area and a bedroom within the one room. We really liked this, actually. It meant we could put the cot a little bit further away from us. It meant we had a fridge for storing some of the open pouches and some other bits and pieces. I can't remember what we put in it, but we thought it was important at the time. We do get a breakfast included as well. The breakfast was the standard American bagels, cream cheese, peanut butter. If you've been to any of these kind of American um, main brand hotels, you'll have had exactly the same thing. But for us, absolutely fine. I'm pretty happy with a bagel and cream cheese in America because typically I've eaten more other times. In Boulder, we just ate out the first evening, a really relaxed, leisurely day, didn't do anything uh, too exhausting. The next day, we were heading up to Estes Park, which is one of the national parks. I knew this was kind of quite a long drive for a drive early on, so 
was about an hour each way but actually when you get to the park it was quite a lot of driving as well because you had to drive to see the views or drive to the walking places so it was quite a lot of driving we set ourselves off in the morning nap so F was still having two naps a day at that point we would get breakfast as soon as he looked sleepy we'd jump in the car and head off was our our normal mo so we headed up there i'd say it was quite a lot of driving because you were then driving between different places he did start to get bored and certainly by the trip back down he was really quite fed up if you're going to do a day with a lot of driving you really need to make sure you've got a big long chunk in the middle of it where you're not driving we'd sort of planned to do that this day because we were going to go to a walking site that i had researched before in the park i knew where it was we stopped at a ranger station to find the exact directions and speaking to them and saying that we've got this little baby with us they said oh it's very high elevation again much higher even than denver and that started my concern and anxiety about that so they sent us on a different walk which was nice but i think probably the original walk had better views and was more of a famous kind of wow national park walk what we ended up doing was quite similar to walks that we could do in scotland we did about half of it and then headed back to the car and really then drove around more of the national park just something to have a look at and consider how you feel about the altitude i think at all points in the trip before you went i mean i think in hindsight it was probably a bit overcautious but you know you never know to you hindsight who knows the next stop for our road trip was Glenwood Springs. Glenwood Springs was about a three-hour drive from Boulder, so it was another long driving day, which in hindsight after doing the National Park probably was a little bit too much back-to-back, but we did our usual and set off after breakfast. This time we did stop at a train museum near Golden, Colorado. It's a really nice train museum. It had some steam trains. You could get on one, go for a bit of a ride. They had a toy um, toy train going around that you could look at as well, plus lots of big old American trains that you could go up and touch and inspect, some with snow plows, some with other accessories. It was also snowing, so that was quite fun. We got my son to touch his first bit of snow. So a nice little stop that would certainly work well for older kids as well. We then he- kept heading toward Glenwood Springs. We stopped again in Vale, the famous ski resort. It wasn't ski season, said there was a little bit of snow on the ground by this point, but it hadn't stopped a lot. But it gave us a chance to get lunch. We wandered around, hopped back in the car. Even the hour they were there, we kind of thought, gosh, this is expensive. The parking, I remember, being incredibly expensive. The lunch wasn't great value for money, but I feel we can tick off that we saw it, even if we saw it completely out of season and really without any of the party vibe or anything that it's meant to have. Again, it was a good stop because it was just straight on the motorway, so there was no issues at all. And then we were heading off to Glenwood Springs. Glenwood Springs, we stayed at the Glenwood, which is a hotel just above the station, We actually really liked Glenwood Springs. It was just a nice little chilled out town. They've got lots of restaurants. Our hotel was nice. They had nice, we had um, dinner in there one night. That was good. The room was quite big. It was modern decorated. It was it was just a really nice chilled out place to go. We we hadn't really done huge research in which towns to go to. I'd really planned it all around this idea that I didn't want to drive really far each day and we knew we had to do a loop back to Denver so I'd worked backwards from that premise to then say where should we stop and then once I worked out where to stop I then started researching the things to do there. That's how I usually plan my American road trips because I found that actually most even small towns in America there's so much to do and see and Glenwood Springs was definitely one of those brilliant food choices we had great meals out each night which was fantastic the only slight drawback to our hotel was that they didn't do breakfast so you had to walk to get breakfast each morning 
It seemed that quite a lot of the places near the hotel didn't do breakfast either. We were in off-season, so that could well have been why. But we did find ourselves walking quite far to get breakfast, which you know, was, wasn't great with a small baby, but obviously we could just give him milk as we went, and that, that was fine as well. N- not a huge issue, but perhaps not surprisingly, the best thing about Glenwood Springs is the hot springs themselves. It's why it's known as Glenwood Springs. There's a huge swimming pool complex that you could go to, super kid-friendly, no issues at all taking the baby. They had three really large pools of different temperatures. I was a bit worried about putting him in the hottest one because didn't want to boil the baby, but we took turns in going in that and generally put him in the uh, kind of medium or the cooler pool. It was nice just to be able to splash around. We'd taken him to swimming lessons since he was quite small anyway, which is quite typical in the UK. But again, a lot of American people seem to find that quite unusual that we were comfortable taking a baby in the water and comfortable with him splashing around and getting his face wet. For us, that wasn't a big deal. I'm quite a confident swimmer anyway. But yeah, no, so that was really nice. It was a nice thing to be able to do. It looked like the pools actually have got things like slides that are open in summer. I'd say we were there in the off seasons, so they weren't open, but still a really great place to visit and, and lots to do as well. The next morning we were off again, heading to Aspen this time. Just as an aside, I know lots of people get really daunted about the idea of moving hotels every night and and lots of people don't even like to do it without children. So with children, I can imagine that people are particularly concerned about it because of all the paraphernalia that they bring with them. We've not found it to be a real issue. The the main thing is do not unpack. Definitely do not unpack. We're, We're not people that unpack anyway, judge away, but that's just not my vibe. For us, that's not an issue in latter holidays, and I'll come on to how we do it now, um, we tend to take clothes and pods for each day. But on this particular trip, we just took everything in every time. We have the pyjamas really handy at the top of the bags. Within the travel cot, we usually shove the books that we're using for bedtime books, the pyjamas, the toothbrush and things for the baby. So actually we know we've got just one pod to pick up and put the baby in and they can get to sleep and then we can get ourselves sorted a bit more leisurely. We find that a lot of the motel kind of accommodation in America, you can pull right up to the door anyway, so it's not very difficult. There's usually elevators everywhere. We, we've never found it an issue, but yeah, it is a lot of moving in and out every night. It's something you just get used to, and we've always found it's good to keep keep going and see different things. I think it's where the travel cot also helps, though, because you know you've got somewhere that the baby can sleep, you're not worried about mattresses or anything like that that you're not concerned about them waking up because they've slept in it lots of times before. And we've found that that has, for our children anyway, always helped to settle them, which is quite good. It does take five, ten minutes to pack it and unpack it every time. But as I say, the baby Bjorn travel cot for us has been amazing and it's, it's travelled the world with us and we absolutely love it. So Aspen then. We, we didn't actually know much about Aspen before we got there. We were there on Halloween. It turns out that Halloween in Aspen is a really big deal and it's a really big party time. It was higher altitude again, but by now I wasn't really so concerned about the altitude, which was good. So we decided that rather than get too into the partying, we'd head up Independence Pass, which is a really high pass. I think it's 10,000 or 12,000 feet. We drove up, obviously, we didn't didn't try and hike up or anything crazy. So we just drove up through some really beautiful snow-covered mountains. The baby slept all the way. I kept making my husband stop so I could check he was breathing because then I did start worrying about altitude sickness. (laughs) Generally, really nice drive, really stunning scenery. 
we got to the top and, and debated whether to take him for a walk in the pram to the edge of the cliffs and then realised that that wasn't tremendously smart because a pram could get blown over cliffs pretty easily and would basically become a large kite <laughs> at that height. So we quickly scrubbed that plan and just drove back down. But really lovely scenery and a nice drive and, and a good sleep from the baby. We were in an Airbnb in Aspen, actually, and it was the first Airbnb that we first Airbnb we'd ever done. It was really handy that we could do our laundry. So lots of American hotels obviously do have laundries anyway. We were able to fit his travel cot into a cupboard in the room. So that was good as well that we got him in there. So we were all able to share the one room. You could have put him in the living room, but he was only six months old. The living room led to the front door. We were in a city we didn't know. For me personally, I felt more comfortable having him in the room that we were in. They had a really large sink, so we used that as a bath, which was great. And he managed to get a bit of a bath as well. Uh, so yeah, it was a good experience of an Airbnb. We ate out for dinner, but we did a breakfast. We bought some stuff at the supermarket that we could eat. I do find if you're moving hotels every night or moving accommodation every night, self-catering doesn't work so well unless you've got some way of transporting all the half-eaten food because even kind of fruit or bread or whatever, you're not going to get through a whole packet in a day and you, you do end up carting it around with you. For me personally, I prefer hotels because we're staying in places usually only a couple of nights, but plenty of people do make Airbnbs and, and other kind of rentals work as well. And I think it's just probably a matter of preference. So we, we decided not to party. We had dinner, uh, but we retired to bed before all the craziness started. And of course, we were moving on again the next day. So we had another drive to do. This time we're heading towards the town of Montrose. Again, somewhere I'd really only picked because when you looked at a map, it was the next larger city that popped up that wasn't a really long drive from Aspen. So the whole place was really just planned around where the next drive would be. This time we were staying at a guest house, a kind of bed and breakfast guest house. It was really nice. We were able to put him in the same room as us. The host actually did say, oh, you could put him in this other room. But again, we, we felt better having him with us in the same room. We ate out at Montrose with a really amazing pizza, which to this day I think is maybe one of the best pizzas I've ever had. And we went back to the living room area of this B&B and they'd left some wine out for us. And that was a really nice, relaxed evening, actually, that we, we just really enjoyed. In Montrose, we didn't really get a chance to see very much because by the time we'd driven there and done some stops... There wasn't uh, a lot of daylight left, but nice. And I certainly wouldn't rule out bed and breakfast as being an alternative to a hotel if you want something that's maybe a bit more homely. The only thing to, I suppose, be aware of is the breakfast the next morning you're typically eating with the host or with other people. This was a kind of communal dining experience at the table. My son slept, so it was fine. But I think if you were worried about taking a baby or maybe even a toddler to that sort of place where... You, you aren't comfortable they would sit at a dining experience then that's probably a little bit of a challenge it, it was very informal this the hosts were lovely I'm sure they wouldn't mind at all a toddler toddling around but I know it's the sort of thing that people feel a bit more concerned about and for me you know one of the good things about a hotel is that you're quite anonymous and you can just leave and go back to your room whereas if you're in conversation with people that are hosting you that is a little bit harder and then we were off again to Gunnison so as I say our, our entire trip was really just looking at where the next stop could be we did do lots of things on the way as well so we did stop you know at forest so we stopped at walks and we stopped to look at things so there is stuff to stop at constantly but I'm just kind of pulling out the highlights really a huge highlight was in Gunnison though that they've got the beautiful Black Canyon National Park I'd never heard of the Black Canyon National Park before. 
It's a bit like the Grand Canyon, but not as grand. Really deep crevices, just really stunning scenery. I will talk in my Washington uh, episode, which I'll, I'll record in a few weeks, about how to do national parks with kids because they've got some really good programs where you can collect stamps and things. We put F in the baby carrier and went for some walks. You don't really have to go very far in the walks. There's lots of good paths that are all set up. Uh, I did get a bit concerned about bears because there's massive signs everywhere saying watch out for the bears. But other than that, it was it was really beautiful and just amazing and lovely to see. We then had a night in Gunnison where, again, we had some really great food. Then we were on to our final destination of Colorado Springs. Before I had kids, when we did these kind of crazy holidays, one of the things I always promised my husband was the last couple of days we could relax. And, and often, if we were in Asia, that would mean like a beach resort for a few days. When we were here, I found it quite hard to find a sort of equivalent of somewhere that was nice and good food, lovely to relax in, but something a bit different to everything else. So where we ended up was the Garden of the Gods Hotel at Colorado Springs. Garden of the Gods was another site I've never heard of. It's almost like an inverse Grand Canyon, I suppose. There's just lots of really interesting rock formations that come out the ground. Kind of quite hard to describe. Check out my Instagram or bigtrips.littlekids. You'll see pictures which will do it much more justice than I can explain it. But just really interesting rock formations. And the Garden of the Gods Hotel then looks directly onto that. It seems to actually be kind of part hotel, part residential really nice facility that was just quite different so we got a huge room absolutely huge room where we had a fireplace and a sofa a huge double bed big bathroom and then it looked out directly onto this garden of the gods rock formation it meant that we just had a really nice end to the holiday by then everything was totally fixed on time zones obviously so my son was back to sleeping at kind of six, seven o'clock. We had evenings so we could go for dinner, an early dinner. Then we could come back to the room, have a glass of wine. Just really nice, chilled out, felt like somewhere quite special to stay, which was what we were looking for right at the end of the holiday. They also had a swimming pool, so we'd booked quite a few places for swimming pools. Uh, they had an infinity pool that looked straight on to Garden of the Gods. You're not allowed to take children into it during peak season, but in off season you can take children in. And so we had a bit of a splash about there as well. It, it was freezing and a bit snowy, so <laughs> we didn't stay very long. They were also really great with kids. So there weren't any other kids there. We arrived and I was a bit like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm not sure how this is going to go. But they, they were fantastic. They brought him food for breakfast every morning, quite, quite large portions for a six-month-old, but lots of bits of fruit and things that he could chew on. He was only just starting to wean. So really nice um, and just a, a really different kind of place to stay. We found there's quite a few other good things to do in Colorado Springs as well, which we hadn't necessarily expected when we booked it. And all of these we found to be baby friendly and certainly would be older kid friendly as well. The first of these was the Cheney, I'm probably saying that wrong, Chain Mountain Zoo. It was just a really nice zoo, it was good to walk around. We had originally thought we wouldn't go because we'd already been to a zoo that holiday, but we found ourselves a day with nothing else on, so thought we'd give it a go. And actually we really loved it. Uh, they had a really nice section where you could feed the giraffes. I know that's popular lots of places now, but at the time we went, we hadn't seen it before. And just lots of mountain animals and different things to look at. We took my son the carrier because it is very hilly. Uh, so it was easier just to be able to walk up the steps and not have to wait for the elevators all the time. But a good walk and a really nice stroller in the zoo. 
and um, really enjoyed it. It's just a day out. You get great views as well over the Colorado Springs areas. We also went to the Cave of the Winds Mountain Park, which is a cave, so an underground cave experience. They're happy for you to take babies. Again, we put our son in the carrier. I just walked around with them in that. It does go really dark at one point, so that's one thing to be aware of if your child doesn't like the dark. They do warn you they're about to go into the dark, but they did say there could be some screaming from the children. My son was all right, I think, a bit bemused about why it went dark. Interesting trip underground, always interesting to see some caves and um, a nice experience walking around as well, so something easy and good to do. The final thing we did as well, which was really only a couple of hours, but was the um Manitou cliff dwellings these are some cliff dwellings of people that used to live in that area you can walk in you can climb up the stairs and see how people used to live again an easy drop off but a nice thing to wander around we were there maximum i'd say an hour there's some people to help guide you through the history of it and walk around as well baby friendly certainly kid friendly as well i could imagine older children easily uh, running around doing lots of things so we found that the colorado springs area was a good place to stop for a few days because there were so many activities that we could do in that area we then headed back to denver and that was us for the long flight home again again we were super lucky because we had these air miles so that's fantastic the the only slightly strange thing we had on the plane back was we had one of those you and the sheep if anyone's not seen them they're sleep devices and they make a kind of white white noise sound a kind of noise when you switch them on and we'd taken that with us we use it every night for my son really helped him to sleep so we thought fantastic we'll take it it'll be a bit of comfort we'll put it beside him on the airplane so we had this in the seat next to him I was sad, you know, he was asleep, I was thinking, this is amazing. And the assured us went up and down like two or three times, that was a bit odd. And she was looking kind of more and more confused and she was up at the windows and she was looking out and I was thinking, God, what's going on? And then she suddenly clocked the sheep and she was like, is the sheep making a noise? I was like, uh-huh. And I'd had it up at absolute max as well because the plane is quite loud and I wanted my son to hear it turned out that she thought that there was something wrong with the plane and her and one of the other stewardesses were up and down looking to see where this strange noise had come from. So lesson learned, if you're taking one of those on an aeroplane, just watch out for anyone looking concerned and wave it around or don't put it on absolute max volume. Uh, whether it really helped my son or not, it probably helped me more than him, but I think that's the case of a lot of baby things anyway. And that was it. Uh, Colorado done, really interesting state and a really good easy introduction for us to holidaying with children that certainly made me feel like the multi-center hotels changing every night different places to go trips that we used to do were definitely not off the agenda and it's those kind of trips that i want to share with you guys and help inspire you to travel as well my first tip is to try out lots of types of accommodation and find out what works best for your family it might be different to what worked best for you as a couple or what worked for you with a couple of children might be different if you have more children. So keep trying new types of accommodation and see what works. My second tip would be to remember that often, in America in particular, the drive itself is the experience. There's amazing scenery to see, there's lots to do. If you've got a child that's still napping, then you can drive through some really beautiful countryside and enjoy that as a couple while your child sleeps in the back. And thirdly, my tip always when you're doing really busy holidays especially if you're moving lots is to make sure you've given yourself some time for relaxation at the end so whether that's a spa resort or somewhere that you feel is more homely and you can relax or indeed a beach resort but I think doing that at the end of the holiday always gives you something that leaves you fully relaxed for when you return to work and normal life so that was it another holiday done thanks for listening 
if you jump over to the Instagram, which is bigtrips.littlekids, you can see pictures. I'll post the links to the hotels there and I'm happy to answer any other questions that you've got. If you send me a DM, I'll let you know any other further details or anything that you think I've missed. Uh, any feedback as well, very welcome. So that's bigtrips.littlekids on Instagram. Thanks. Artwork for this podcast is by Omar Shazad at gendesign underscore found on Fiverr. Music by Audio Coffee, which can be found at www.audiocoffee.net and it's called Happy Holiday. Thanks again for listening. Bye.